0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Here's a good idea.
2: Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener.
1: Welcome to At Your Service. Hey, good Wednesday evening to you, Brad Young. Here at Your Service on KMOX until 11 p.m., and we've got an evening chocked full of exciting things for you to listen to, to participate in. You're going to learn. You're going to laugh. You're going to want to phone the, your uh, phone your neighbors and wake your kids because we've got lots on store tonight. Uh, You you know, I'm usually here either as a legal analyst on CAMOX or uh, hosting tonight. Uh, Obviously, when phone lines are open, we've got an interview at uh, at 815 tonight. But after that, phone lines will be open. But you can text at any, any time. 314-436-7900 is the line to text in. And again, we'll open the phone lines around 830 this evening to get your input on interviews, news of the day. Whatever floats your boat. We want to hear from you this evening here on KMOX. Uh, Speaking of boats, you know, method of transportation, Jeff Bezos. And this is why I want to pull in uh, producer Alex to get your opinion on this, Alex. You heard that Jeff Bezos uh, auctioned off a seat on his upcoming launch into outer space, right? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, $28 million. We don't know who paid for that seat. But that's a little more expensive than, than a seat on Metrolink but uh but would you go if 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 the whoever won this seat for 28 million they called you up and they said alex you know what um, I've got the sniffles I'm out I've already paid for it I can't get money refunded would you go up in my place what would you do
2: I'd have to think about it but I mean if it's a it's a chance to go into space as just a civilian not no, you know
1: no you don't have to go train this is oh no yeah you don't have to train right no no this isn't like Astronaut training school where they put you in the pool and they make you stay underwater. <laughs> do with the, the thing de- that makes you dizzy? Oh yeah, like, like you, yeah. you. You look like Woody on the on the first uh, <laughs> Toy Story movie, you know, where he's yeah. on the rocket and right. his cheeks are flapping. Mm-hmm. No, 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 none of that stuff. This is uh, they're gearing up for uh, space tourism. Okay. So it's purely space tourism. They give you a suit that looks like something out of Star Trek, and they stick you in there, and you get the seat by the window. Would you do that? Would you go into space? Yeah, sure. Why not? It'd be well, something, it, it's something because cool. I, I know, but the uh, it was actually offered to William Shatner. Oh, really? And he turned it down. Wow. Because he said, no, I only go into space when there's a camera in front of me. <laughs> I'm not going to go really go into space. But uh, so William Shatner turned it down because, hello, the thing might explode. You that's know. true. I didn't
2: think about that.
1: Yeah that's, yeah, that's kind of the downside. You still do it?
2: No, not if it's going to explode <laughs> well, <laughs> or a well, chance not, it could explode.
1: Yeah, I'm not suggesting it's a suicide mission, okay? Yeah, hey, Alex, get on this spacecraft. It's going to blow oh, up I'm in two cool. minutes, but that'll be a fun two minutes. No, it's not yeah. like that. It's no. just obviously any rocket can blow up. Oh, right. There's a great line uh, from, oh, gosh, what was the name of that movie, uh, where the uh, Clint Eastwood and James Gardner and uh, uh, Donald Sutherland go into space on the space shuttle. And they're getting ready to take off, and they're all kind of old guys, and they're looking at each other. And I think it was, uh, 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 I think it was Clint Eastwood said, "Doesn't it make you feel good that we're going into space, sitting on top of eight million gallons of flammable fuel built by the lowest bidder?" (laughs) Wow, you know. So I mean, so that's what you got to deal with here. Yeah, first one going up, and you're you're now. I'm seeing you're on the fence now. Yeah, I'm on the
2: fence now. I don't want to fence now. If it they if they can uh, assure me that it's going to be safe. Then maybe, but a chance, I mean, I mean, it's risky either way.
1: Well, you know, the lawyers and and the lawyers are going to give you a form that says, I understand this could explode. I understand this could, I could die. I understand that my, uh, every uh, cell in my being could be spread across multiple States. I understand all of that. And even understanding all of that, yes, I still want to go up. Would you sign that?
2: (laughs) Ah oh, man, that's, that's a tough question, Brad. Okay.
1: all right, all right. Well, here, would you sign this one then? Let me give you, okay. w- l- let's go one step further. Okay. There's a petition on a change.org mm-hmm. right now because Jeff Bezos, the rocket is going up uh, towards the end of June. Uh, I don't remember the exact date, Joe, oh, July 20th, I'm sorry. The launch is scheduled for July 20th. And so there's a petition at change.org The petition has been signed by over 10,000 people so far, starting today, and the petition calls for uh, banning, uh, or the petition is to ban Jeff Bezos from coming back to Earth after (laughs) he goes into space. So if if you're not sure you would go on the rocket, would you sign a petition banning Jeff Bezos from coming back to Earth? After he goes into outer space,
2: as long as he's not on the flight with me, <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you know my theory has always been Jeff Bezos is a Bond villain. Yeah. Okay. I mean, think about it. In the early Bond movies, mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, uh, the bad guy was always bald. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. Okay. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's why we're on radio, not TV, because <laughs> I'm follically challenged. But uh, uh, that he's a Bond villain. Mm-hmm. He's a billionaire. He's one of the richest men on the planet, and he has his own rocket company. Right. Come so on. So he is a Bond villain. There was right. a guy Drax in one of the Bond movies with Roger Moore. He was exactly the same. He was a, a, a one of the richest men in the world, and he had his own rocket company. So Jeff Bezos, my assertion, he's a Bond villain. I actually went and signed that petition today. Did you? I did. I did. Nice. I signed the petition. Uh, but, uh, uh, so you're not sure you'd go up on the rocket, but you're saying you wouldn't sign the petition while you're in the same room with Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a I fair mean, assessment.
2: I guess they go up space if he promised two day shipping, you know, ship <laughs> up and back in two days, but
1: <laughs> two, day, two day shipping. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, you could be shipped probably in very small <laughs> packages. If the yeah. thing explodes, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure my um, wife
2: would appreciate that.
1: <laughs> there'll be uh, there'll be uh, yeah, lots of small packages. Hey, after the break, we're going to chat with Dave Simons. You know Dave Simons. He's the senior vice president of wealth management at uh, UBS. He's the host of the Dollars and Cents show right here on Camo X. And we're going to talk to Dave about that. Speaking of a uh, 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 James Bond villain, actually, I think this is a Thanos-like villain known as Inflation. We're going to talk about what the Federal Reserve did today and how the inflation and what the Fed did today could impact your finances, both in the immediate future and in the long-term outlook. Brad Young here at your service on KMOX Welcome back to At Your Service, Brad Young, in this evening. And if you uh, if you checked on your uh, stocks or your portfolio today, well, it might be time to reach for that drink because it wasn't a great day. But to break it all down for us and to put it in perspective, I wanted to reach out to our good friend Dave Simons, Senior Vice President of Wealth Management at UBS. He's also host of the Dollars and Cents program here on CamOX. You know him. Hey, Dave, thanks for joining us this evening.
3: Absolutely, Brad. As always, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, you are the best. And that's why I wanted to reach out to you today, because the Federal Reserve, well, they left interest rates unchanged, but that's not really the story. Uh, At least what I saw today, what the Fed did about inflation and talking about their expectations of inflation and when the Fed really intends to start raising interest rates. What did they do, Dave Simons, and what did they say?
3: Well, you know, it's Interesting. The last time that we got really any a report from them, how quickly the Fed has changed its tune and come in line with the rest of Americans who are faced with inflation every day. So as recently as March, uh, Fed Chairman Jay Powell and his cohort said, look, we're not going to even worry about raising rates for at least another few years, 2024 and, and maybe not even then. And the market said, yay, OK, still time to party, lots of liquidity. We love this. Well, since then, inflation has really taken hold. And now even investors and Wall Street are are, are kind of looking at the Fed going, hey, don't let this thing go on too long, man. We don't want to return to the 1970s kind of thing. It, it's OK if you maybe start to think about raising rates sooner than that. So that's what they announced today. That was kind of the big news in that uh, they said, well, actually, guys, we may raise it at least a couple of times w- within a couple of years by 2023, mm-hmm. and Jay Powell even hinted by saying could be more than that. So if he had, but but here's the thing, in somewhat defense of the Fed, if Powell had said that back in March when no one was expecting it, the market would have sold off big time. Correct, maybe five, eight, ten percent over a couple of weeks. Today's move down was actually pretty darn muted. The Dow was already down about 120 points before the Fed even spoke, and it finished down about 260. So really, in the grand scheme of things, the Dow only fell about a third of 1% Mm -hmm. after his his comments. So I like the the market's action on that, Brad.
1: Well, as you and I have chatted over the years about financial issues, you always like to point out that what the market doesn't like is – is uh, uh, something unexpected. And so what yes. they did today, what I'm hearing from you, was kind of ins- expected because everyone sees inflation all around. That's that, That's a great
3: point. Yeah, the market hates uncertainty, and the Fed has actually started to tighten that up a little bit. Um, I think that what people really fear is what's called the taper tantrum. And that occurred back in 2013 and 14, the last time the Fed started to raise rates. And the market was not ready. They didn't do a very good job giving enough warning to the stock market. Because remember, we were still feeling the effects of the Great Recession in the late 2000s. And a lot of people didn't think we had even fully recovered by 2013 and 14. And the Fed raised rates. Inflation at that time was only 1.75%. And the market took a big dive, and then, then Fed Chief Ben Bernanke backed off, and like, mea culpa, we're sorry, didn't mean to raise rates, and brought rates back down, and the market said, yeah, let that be a lesson to you. Don't do that again.
1: Yeah, you've well, got to telegraph your today, intentions. Yeah, telegraph exactly. your intentions.
3: And and that's, I think, I think Jay Powell has learned that by looking at his predecessor's mistakes, and they're doing a little bit better job telegraphing it. So I was pleased that the mo- actually held in there today.
1: Mm -hmm. We're talking to Dave Simon, Senior Vice President of Wealth Management at UBS and also host of the Dollars and Cents program right here on CAMOX. The Fed also talked about inflation expectations for this year, and they raised the expectation to about 3.4 percent, which is, even though it's a full percentage point higher than what they were estimating in March... The Fed used this phrase that the current inflationary pressure is transitory. So, Dave, what does that mean when they talk about transitory inflation?
3: That's the big word. Everyone on Wall Street is talking about transitory inflation. That's the debate. And that is, is the inflation that we are all experiencing right now, is it just a moment in time because of the post-pandemic explosion in spending We as Americans, in fact, around the globe, we've been locked up in hibernation for over a year, and now we're able to get out and enjoy life, and and we are spending like nobody's business. Try to travel right now, as I have. Try to book vacation in a short amount of time, plus all of these supply chain issues of getting things purchased through cars and, and homes and all that. So spending is through the roof, okay? We know that. Inflation, we haven't seen this kind of inflation in nearly 30 years. Well, is this just transitory? Will inflation start to go down by the end of the year and normalize? Or have we just set a new normal? Or worse yet, are we heading back to the 1970s, which personally I do not believe. But some, some market strategists worry about that. So really, Brad, what they're saying, the Fed's opinion is, no, this is not a new normal. Don't worry about, even worse, going to hyperinflation in the 1970s. This is purely post pandemic, euphoria, and it will go down. To add to what you said, when they raise their inflation expectations to 3.4, Jay Powell also believes that inflation next year will settle back down to 2.4. His opinion, no guarantee, but that's the way the Fed sees it.
1: Well, a lot of folks may not know or even care what the Fed does, but, you know, people do care about their own finances. So in the short term, how might inflation pressure impact both wages and the costs of goods and services?
3: Yeah, so that's the, uh, Brad, you just hit it right there. That's the key. That's what I am looking at. I have not, in our little corner of the world, made huge changes to our portfolios because of an inflation scare. We have a little bit. We've added some inflation hedges along the way. We're also making sure we don't overweight things that might get hurt by you know, larger inflation down the road. But it is wages, and that's what we're looking at because that's really one of the keys to the 1970s and early 80s, huge increases in wages that stuck. So are these these bigger wages going to stick, and where are they? If the wages are only going up to bring in workers to restaurants and casinos and to those kinds of, of jobs, that's not an issue. But if wages start to go up in higher paying jobs and dramatically, then inflation might become more of a problem that the Fed is going to have to uh, address. And then obviously, if the Fed is right about transitory, then we as consumers, we just have to survive through the rest of the year and pick and choose what we're willing to spend in terms of discretionary items. Um, We'll all be a lot smarter, obviously, six to nine months from right now. I happen to be a little closer to Jay Powell. I don't think I, I'm quite as sanguine as he is right now. But I don't think that, that this is something anywhere close to what we're going to see in the 1970s for a whole host of reasons. Um, one more thing on that. This is really key. This is an important thing to consider for people who are really, really worried about runaway inflation. And these numbers that came out like 5% inflation in the last report – you have to remember what we're basing basing this on the economy was in the toilet a year ago, so inflation, of course, is going to look hot compared to prices a year ago. What I did is I went back to two thousand and nineteen pre pandemic mm-hmm. and then I annualized prices for two years. It's two point five percent
1: when you when so you average the, it over those two years correct, yes. So
3: now when we look at that, we're like, okay, that's still higher than the 1.5 to 1.8 that we had before, but the Fed has been begging for two to two and a half percent inflation. And now all of this post-pandemic spending has gotten us there. The question is, will it stay there Mm -hmm. or will it stay hot for a
1: while? Got it. Hey, we're talking to Dave Simons, Senior Vice President of Wealth Management at UBS. And in a moment, Dave, I'm going to ask you about what moves investors should take but before we get to that i just want to talk generally in terms of the long term how how might inflation how might it change retirement planning if someone made the retirement plan say in 2019 when there was no inflation now there's an uptick in inflation how might that change their retirement plan
3: so a couple of things um first of all what are the assets that historically perform the best when we have hotter than normal inflation. Uh, Commodities generally do well. Mm -hmm. By the way, what I'm telling people are are not necessarily recommendations. It's just for asset classes for people to consider if they indeed are worried about inflation. So you do look at the traditional investments of gold and other commodities. Oil, real estate typically does well. But honestly, stocks also do well, and people forget that. If you really want to stay ahead of inflation over time, you need to focus on those blue chip stocks that do have pricing power. There's a lot of consumer product companies that have pricing power. A lot of technology companies have pricing power. You have to be wary of things like utilities, which have these costs that are very hard to pass through to the consumer. As you know, utility companies have to go to the state, Mm -hmm. beg for increases, and that takes a while. Yeah. So that's the key. I I still, Brad, I really don't think people need to make a ton of changes based on the way I see inflation a little higher than normal, but not out of line. I think any good diversified portfolio that is heavier on stocks and then on bonds, I don't have a problem with it. You just need to keep your maturity short. Long dated 20, 30 year treasuries. If inflation is a problem, those bonds will not do well for you.
1: You know, I've heard you tell me when we've chatted over the years, I've heard you when you host Dollars and Cents here on Camo X. And and you always like to say that don't make sudden changes in your portfolio or your retirement strategy based on the news headlines of the day. And I'm hearing you say that again here.
3: That's exactly right. I mean, think about it from a political standpoint. Um, I can't tell you how many conversations I had with people back in 2016. Well, if Trump wins, I'm out. And the market's going to crash. Well, guess what? It didn't. It actually did very well. Well, if it, if Biden wins, if there's a blue wave, get me out. I, there's they'll destroy it. Well, actually, <laughs> the market's done really well. So people tend to have knee-jerk reactions that fit into their own viewpoint of the world around them. And they're convinced if that if that world viewpoint is disrupted, well, everybody feels the same way, so the stock market's going to crash. And the reality is it doesn't. The market rarely acts on political news, and actually it doesn't act a lot on, on a lot of just day-to-day economic news. You have to look longer term. That's what it always is. What are your long-term goals? Let me add one more thing, too, about staying ahead of inflation, good quality companies that raise their dividends. That's the key, Brad. Mm -hmm. We are very big into dividend raising companies. One of the phrases is dividend aristocrats. I would tell people to Google that. What are dividend aristocrats? You see a lot of names. These are companies that have raised their dividends for at least 25 years or more. You want to stay ahead of inflation? You're worried about it? You stay with big blue chip stocks? that increase their dividends and diversify also into fixed income and some commodities.
1: Excellent advice. Dave Simon, senior vice president of wealth management at UBS. Hey, thanks for making time for us this evening on camel X.
3: Brad, as always, you have a wonderful evening.
1: Thank you, sir. And you too, my friend. Uh, when we come back, I want to hear from you. 314-436-7900. Phone lines are open. I've already gotten about four, five text messages here talking about Elon Musk. So, uh, (laughs) about Musk. There's a few about Bezos. There's actually a few that I can't say on the air. And then, of course, I got a ball joke from producer Mike Anderson. So, listen, it's a hot evening. Brad Young in with you tonight on Camo X at your service. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in this evening. And before we talk to Dave Simons, uh, I was talking about this, uh, this petition going on out there. This petition, uh, the call for Jeff Bezos to be denied reentry uh, to Earth after his space launch on July the 20th. What? And I just checked at change.org, uh, and we're up over 10,000 now, uh, over 10,000. So w- would you sign that petition? Would would you sign that petition to say we don't want Jeff Bezos coming back to Earth? I I bet his uh, his ex wife would <laughs> now that she's been paid. Uh, she's the richest woman on the planet now, and she just donated. I just read today, two point seven billion dollars this year to charity already. Uh, so she she might want him to stay in space uh, because uh, she's already got her share of the of the wealth. But would you sign that petition? 314 436 Phone lines are open. You know, some of the texts I've gotten, one person texted in and said, Elon Musk could also fit that description of a, of a supervillain. And, you know, he he does. I mean, he's also a billionaire. He's also a genius. Uh, he's uh, also has his own space company. But, but don't you think Elon Musk is more like Tony Stark? I mean, I— He's, he's lovable. He's likable. Um, he's more relatable. He doesn't seem evil in any way. Um, he just seems like a brilliant genius who any day now is going to be flying around in uh, orange and yellow armor and saying uh, Avengers assemble. I mean, he that's to me is, is the difference between Elon Musk. Now, uh, the, the, the person that texted in did point out that Musk's last name does sound more like a Bond villain name because it does because the Bond villain in and again I think it was um goodness the name of the movie is escaping me now but it was one of the Roger Moore movies where they go into space that guy's name was Drax which of course I now associate with Guardians of the Galaxy but he was a bad guy his name was Drax so Musk you know it's that it there is some similarity there but I just find Elon Musk to be a little more lovable than Jeff Bezos. I mean, Jeff Bezos, face it, he's just easy to dislike, and uh, and and his look doesn't uh, doesn't help him any either. Because you know, Jeff Bezos would never host SNL, but Elon Musk did. So, uh, so in any event, that's the the difference that I see. But you know, if you uh, if you disagree, please feel free to let me know. Speaking of billionaires, this isn't. I'm I'm probably not going to go in the direction that you think I'm going to go, but there was a story out this week, and it was a big story last week, and it's still carried into this week, about this uh, organization called ProPublica. And ProPublica released this information on billionaires who pay no taxes, and it lists several—you've heard the story Lists several billionaires like Elon Musk, like Bezos— like Warren Buffett, uh, who, who in certain years paid no income taxes and nothing about it was illegal. Nothing about it was violated the IRS tax code. It was all done completely legal. They weren't asserting that this was uh, anything illegal by these people. But it was really released for the purpose of saying, is it right that someone's a billionaire and they pay no taxes? And here's the problem that I have with that. The problem isn't so much that they paid no taxes because they followed the law. And if if the law is wrong, then Congress needs to change the law. But these guys didn't in of themselves do anything wrong by simply following the law. And it's not that they pay no income tax. It's that in specific years when they bought taxes and had losses and it offset their earnings and offset their gains that they might have— made a year here and a year there where they paid no income tax. But I promise you there are other years that they paid gobs, and that's a specific legal term, gobs of taxes. And that is certainly the case. And you're not hearing about that because it's not sexy. But here's the take that I have on it. As soon as I heard this story, and I heard that the White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki, and the Treasury Department both said, that the release of this tax information was illegal, that either it was obtained by hacking the IRS or hacking someone's computers. They don't know how it is, but the undisclosed or the unauthorized disclosure of confidential government information is illegal. And, In fact, the president's press secretary said that it's being the matter is being referred to the office of the inspector general, the Treasury inspector general for the tax administration and the FBI, along with the U.S. Attorney's Office, all of whom will be investigating how this information came out. It was illegal. It was illegal. But if that's the case, then why didn't Twitter block it? Because last year when the Hunter Biden information came out about all the stuff that was on his hard drive, about his illegal activities, his use of the N-word, his his, uh, other types of behavior, Twitter and Facebook all said, you know, we're not going to cover that story because— because it involves illegally obtained information. And yet when there's tax information that, that really sticks it to Bezos or Elon Musk or Warren Buffett or any of these other billionaires, all of a sudden Twitter and Facebook have no problem allowing that information to be disseminated on their social media platforms, even though it's the exact same thing. It's the release of of. Illegal information that was illegally obtained. So why do you block Hunter Biden, but you don't block stuff that that bashes the billionaires and argues in favor of greater taxes on the wealthy? Hmm. What's the difference? That's the problem that I have. And, you know, there's a there's only a certain number of great thinkers in this world. And Big Mm -hmm. Al is one of those great thinkers. Hey, Big Al, welcome to Camo X.
4: Well, we're in trouble, then. <laughs> What's How you up, doing? buddy? How you doing, my friend? Great. Just got out of a killer pool and to call in, listening, of course, poolside. And rich people make rich laws, my man.
1: Yep. They certainly do, don't they? When they donate money to those politicians, uh, right. they, there's an expectation of a return there, isn't there?
4: They go from their state. To Washington, next thing you know, when they come out, they got millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. But How's that funny? Harry, right?
1: Yeah, Harry Reid, he's been making hundred grand a year when he was in the Senate, and he retired a multi, 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 multi-millionaire. Yeah. How did that happen?
4: Look at all of them. On both parties. I'm not calling anybody out on any party, but I'm just saying rich people make rich laws, and then it's funny. They're like, well, you know, well, then change the law. Oh, that's right. That would hurt you. <laughs> hmm hmm so just a couple things real quick um <clears throat> now the after trump's out the truth starting to leak out and fauci and the who and china have all done a smear job because the media wouldn't report it because it would help trump and verify why he's been so hard on china so that would have helped him so we got to cover that up you know and now the scientists are coming out People that know what they're doing saying this thing has been altered. There's no way it could have been done in nature. Mm-hmm. So quit the lies, okay? 600,000 people lost their lives because they let every whoever wanted to go out of Wuhan, knowing what has happened, I don't know if they did it on purpose. I doubt it. But they're like, we can't get caught like this. Hey, you guys, you're free to go. Go to Europe, United States. Have a good time. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, it's a a shame.
1: It is a shame. And people, you want to talk about people used to say, you know, Bush lied and people died. But how about this? How about we've been lied to by Fauci and others, and millions of people have died because we couldn't stand up to China and say, you let it out of your lab.
4: Helen Keller has better vision in our media right now.
1: There's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. And
4: another thing, I just want to say that, uh, you know, I mean, as a Republican, I would say this. Until we stop hurting people, making under $25,000 a year, and giving them basic health care, and quit trying to absolutely hurt people and then ask for their vote, come up with a health care plan we've had. How long? Okay, that's the number one issue in this country. So when we, as a Republican, get a health care plan and, and stop hurting the people that can't really help themselves for whatever reason. We'll walk forever in elections, but mm. we can't seem to do it. And Biden, oh my gosh, from St. Louis, uh, used to work at Boeing, sold parts for him. And we're cutting defense with China and Russia out there. Crazy. And 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 Bush, Corey Bush, votes against. Boeing airplanes and JDAM bombs. Yes. And she's from St. Louis. Yes. Seriously, she you did. want to help your constituents. Uh, I think the state and your constituents might like to have Boeing sitting over there. Okay, so people wake up, Democrats. You've gone too far. You need to get your head where it needs to be hey, and stop big in this country and go to go to bad for all
1: of us. Thank you, buddy. Hey, we're coming up here on a break. You're going to want to stay tuned though, Big Al, and listen because after we come back from this break, I'm going to show that that none other than John Stewart agrees with you on the Wuhan lab leak theory. I'm going to play you a clip from his appearance on Stephen Colbert the other night. Big Al, thanks for calling in this evening, buddy.
4: We're really in trouble now. Me and Stewart <laughs> Love
1: you, bud. Hey, thanks, buddy. Good to hear from you. Hey, yeah, we're going to take a break when we come back. None other than Jon Stewart. Yes. Yes, the far-left Jon Stewart. Even a blind hog can find an acorn now and again, and that's what Jon Stewart has done. Brad Young tonight at your service here on Camo X on The Voice of St. Louis. You know who should jump? Apparently, Bezos he should jump out of the spaceship when he goes up into space in, on july twenty, at least according to change.org. If you wanna if you wanna sign that petition, you can go right now to change.org. Actually just Google change.org, Jeff Bezos, and space. It'll take you right to the petition. And during the break, I was looking at it, and it says <laughs> somebody wrote on this uh, that that Bezos. Again, this is not an assertion of fact. Since I'm an attorney, this is this is parody and this is a joke. This is not a defamation level statement of fact, just to get that clear. But the person uh, claims that Bezos, quote, has worked with the Epstein's and the Knights Templars as well as the Freemasons to gain control over the entire world. Unquote. So. Again, that is not a statement of fact. I am not asserting that as that. I'm simply reporting a person's opinion. Uh, Who got that out of the way? That that you know, three years in law school, it does come in handy when you're on the radio. Hey, before we took that break, we were talking to Big Al, and we were talking about uh, that the, the lab leak theory, and that's another example which I'll get into after the break. But but to get right to Big Al's point, is that. Uh, uh, now all of a sudden, the media is saying, "Well, maybe, maybe this lab leak theory is correct." I've been saying that since December of 2019 that the thing leaked out of the lab, and for the first time, perhaps ever, John Stewart agrees with me. This is what he said just last night.
5: What, 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 what do you mean? By do you mean like well, there's so we perhaps there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but so, I don't I, I oh there's evidence. I'd love to hear. It. There's I just don't a know. N- novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China, what do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. That's just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they ask those scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan respiratory coronavirus lab. How did this happen? And they're like... Mm, A pangolin kissed a turtle? Mm. (laughs) And you're like, no. The name of your lab, if you look at the name, look at the name. Can I, let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat. Flew into the cloaca of a turkey, and then it sneezed into my chili, and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on.
1: Uh, he nails it. I mean, John Stewart just nailed it. I've been saying that, again, since December of 2019, the first time I ever heard of this stupid COVID coronavirus. I said to my wife, hey, you know, there's a there's the Wuhan Institute of Virology that's in Wuhan. And they experiment on coronaviruses there. You know, it's like this. And John Stewart made this point and he made it very eloquently. If suddenly tomorrow and let me get the and, and this is this would be my closing argument if we were doing a lawsuit here. If suddenly it was reported in Hershey, Pennsylvania The chocolatey goodness was leaking out throughout the city of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hmm. Where would chocolatey goodness come from in Hershey, Pennsylvania? How about the Hershey factory that's in Hershey, Pennsylvania? Oh, no, no. Oh, no. It couldn't come from there. Of of course it would come from there. And so uh, that's why. And again, it gets to this point about social media that I'll get into more in the next hour. But social media blocked. If you said on Facebook or Twitter or other social media platforms that, the, that COVID-19 accidentally came out of a lab in Wuhan, you were banned. Free speech in this country is not free if you disagree with the tech giants. And someone texted here tonight that social media is evil, and that's exactly right, because they stand against free speech, which is the height of irony, because their businesses are built on free speech. But if you dare to disagree with the titans of social media, you're banned. And so for almost a year, if you said COVID-19 was leaked out of a lab, you were banned from social media. And now it looks like that's the prevailing theory. Whoops, sorry, got that one wrong. And so that's what drives me crazy, whether it's that or there's now evidence about hydroxychloroquine that could be beneficial to treatment of COVID. You put that on Facebook, you're banned. Or uh, how about Trump inciting a riot on January 6th when he never once incited a riot? Didn't do it. Did not do it. And yet he's banned from Facebook for two years. Outrageous. But at least, at least, Jon Stewart gets it. Brad Young sitting in tonight at your service. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Mm-hmm.